Hi friends, today we are talking about how to actually sit down and plan our year once we've carved out those 20 or those 40 minutes or whatever it is. My name is Victoria Bowler and this is episode 66 of Elemental Conversations. Before we jump in, if you have not yet listened to the previous episode, I would encourage you to zoom over and do that first. That is episode 65, where to start with summer planning. And in that episode, we talked about things like overwhelm and some starting points for where to plan the year, like how to get started um, in terms of long range plans. And we also touched on some first day of school things. So I would uh, recommend that before, before we jump into this. Because this is somewhat of an atypical episode from this podcast, because normally I break things down into core questions or core ideas that we can all answer differently. And the reason is I don't have advice for anyone as much as I have curiosity about some elemental concepts. So today, after uh, last week's kind of big picture episode, today we are going very typical uh, run-of-the-mill tactile advice episode. And I hope it's helpful because if you and I are internet friends, it's likely that you are here because you and I like talking about music education in somewhat of a similar way. We probably have a fair amount of things in common in terms of how we like to approach um, this subject of music education and the types of things that get us excited. So I hope that there can be some use in me breaking down my personal process a little bit. In that interest, I went over to Instagram and I asked for some experiences with uh, planning the year. And so I have some themes for us to talk about. Many of these are interconnected and you'll see what I mean. Uh, Many of them also, as I'm looking through them, they also deal with things like overwhelm and not knowing where to start. So this is just another little plug for uh, going back to listen to that previous episode. Okay, those were things as I'm looking through this category, the number one word that came up over and over and over was overwhelm. I feel overwhelmed. It's hard to see the holes that I need to fill when I'm not with my students. I get overwhelmed with ideas or I just get overwhelmed, 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 overwhelmed. That kind of plays into this idea of the next category, which I'm just calling too much noise. And again, we'll talk about this in a second. Um, I get overwhelmed and I look for ideas instead of writing. And then I second guess myself. I get overwhelmed by resources and not knowing where to start. I get overwhelmed with the amount of resources and bogged down by the details. I get overwhelmed with the amount of resources. I need simplicity. There's also an element of time here. Um, It takes me so far longer than I imagined to complete it. In addition to creating accompanying resources. I hear that. The next category, again, this is interconnected, is um, distraction, procrastination, focus. And then I'm also going to tack on feeling stuck there. So distraction, um, I get distracted with other tasks. I get distracted. I end up organizing or perusing ideas instead of writing. Hey, oh, I start to plan, but then I go down a rabbit hole with specifics of one idea. Um, Someone said I get overwhelmed and I put it off. Yep. I forget everything on my to-do list or I don't know where to start. And then I do anything else except plan. There's so much to plan. I can't stay focused on one area without getting distracted. Someone else said they can't focus. And then moving into getting stuck. I can't seem to make any decisions. I can't decide where to start. I end up reorganizing what I have. I get stuck in the weeds, trying to make it perfect right away. Then someone said, I stare at the screen and wait for inspiration. Now, one person said, I get most of my planning done, at least what I set out to do for that day. 
And I think that is very exciting. <laughs> so with the exception of maybe this last one, <laughs> I can say that I have felt every single one of these thoughts or these feelings on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. I do a lot of planning for my work, and I know a lot of us do. And because I do it so much, I feel like I'm actually kind of in a good planning groove. Now, that does not mean that I don't feel overwhelmed. That doesn't mean that I don't feel stuck. But I feel like the groove of my planning is kind of um, set. Like there's a nice flow to it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Before we jump in to that, though, I need to kind of circle back around and talk to all of us, myself included, about this idea of too much noise. This is, again, something that we talked about in the last episode, but I want to kind of extend it. Um, do you remember that we talked about the law of diminishing returns um, in, in terms of going to the internet for ideas? Because here is what I have found. This happens to a lot of us. We sit down to plan, right? And then we actually realize that we know nothing about music education and we know nothing about how to teach kids. So we better look up a really quick idea to see if we're on the right track. We just need like a quick YouTube video. We need an Instagram post, something like that. Okay. Fast forward. An hour has gone by and we have watched 300 YouTube videos on music education, and we have read 70 Facebook posts, and we've stalked 20 people's Instagram, and we've bought 10 new books, and we are in a worse place than when we started. We've just added noise. We haven't made any motion in our plans, right? I like to think of it um, in terms of like if I were looking at someone else doing it, specifically if we had a kid in front of us and that kid wants to build something with Lego bricks and those Lego bricks are right next to them. But instead of building something with those Lego bricks, what if they were scrolling their phone looking for the best ideas for the structure and looking at Lego influencers and how other people build their structures and how they actually need an entire new set of Lego bricks. And let's imagine that we could see that the more this kid scrolled, the worse their state of mind became and the further away they were getting from what they actually wanted to do, which was, remember, build something with these bricks right next to them. If we saw this happening to a kid, what would our response be? It would probably be to very lovingly take that phone away from this child because as the adult above the situation, we can see that they are not helping themselves here. They are just spiraling. Herbert Simon said that information requires attention from us and therefore a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. Because we need attention to consume all of this information and because we have so much information available to us, the sheer volume of information is creating a poverty of attention. So I think that if we feel distracted, that makes a lot of sense. More noise is not necessarily better. And I would encourage all of us to recognize in ourselves, and my hand is up here too, when does signal just become noise? When does looking outside our own planning documents and our own students and our own teaching become something that brings us down instead of lifts us up? Okay, and with that, let's jump into the super duper tactile things that we can implement as we are planning our year. 
I thought about all the things that I do um, to streamline my workflow. I told you already that I feel like I'm in a good groove of this and it doesn't mean that I don't feel overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that I don't feel stuck. It means that um, I have I have a nice workflow here where I can get stuff done. And there are a couple things that I do that are very helpful. Well, there are several things that I do. And so as I was sketching out this episode, I was like, oh, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. We could talk about this. And we're going to make the ultimate productivity episode. And then I thought about it. And I took a deep breath (laughs) and I kind of calmed my excitement for this topic. And in the energy of more signal is not always better. I've pared this down to three concrete actions and then two expectation reframes. The three concrete actions. The first one is what I'm calling sticky note savior. I'm calling the next one, basically the same thing, is a come back to this comment. And then the third strategy is just keep typing. And then the two expectation reframes that are kind of like the buckets that that house these uh, concrete actions. Those um, two expectations are number one, I'm calling the first six minutes. And then the second thing is there's no such thing as writer's block. So let's jump in. I'm going to weave these together because they are interconnected in my mind. And let's start with the first one, um, sticky note savior. This one is huge for me. It is so simple, but it makes the biggest impact on my planning. As I work, I have my computer or my notebook, my binder, whatever it is, open in front of me with the document that I'm working on. So I'm looking at a scope and sequence, a lesson plan, a concept plan, a blah, 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 whatever it is. But then next to me, I have a blank sticky note or a blank piece of paper. And every time a distraction comes up in my brain, I write it on the sticky note so that it's caught and it's cared for somewhere and it's not swimming around in my head. And then I can come back to it later because here's what's happened, what happens to me. Let's say that I have carved out these 30 minutes that I'm going to sit down and work on my plans for the year. And I might've even said to Nathan, um, I can't, I can't go out, whatever, whatever, have a picnic, whatever fun thing we're doing over the summer. Um, I have to do this. I have to get this done. Otherwise I'm going to be stressed at the beginning of the year. And I feel like my stress around this project is like eating my brain from the inside out. So I sit down and I realize as I'm staring at my blank screen that what I've actually been procrastinating, you guys, is not my yearly plans. It's actually the laundry. And I don't want to be a procrastinator. So I need to get up and I need to tackle that. And furthermore, do you want to know something? The problem with our society is that people are too consumed with their identity at work anyway. And I don't want to be one of those people. I want some self-care, especially during the summer. And you want to know something else. I have a library book. I have a novel that I checked out from the library. And that is actually time sensitive. So I should prioritize that. And then also while I'm up walking around, I remember that I have a Walmart pickup order that I need to put in. And on and on and on, right? You guys know where this is going. So by the time 30 minutes is up, my baseboards are clean and I've organized my cabinets and I've made scones. And even though all of those are really good, fun things, they don't help me with the stress that I'm creating for myself later. And ultimately, they actually make that stress worse. So the important thing for me is not to jump over and schedule a dentist appointment while I'm thinking about it. And it's not to power through and just try to push that thought out of my mind and be like, I just need to focus. I need more willpower, right? It's not either of those. I write it on the sticky note. 
And then after I'm done planning, I can look at that sticky note. And do you want to know what I find? Most of the things that I feel are all caps urgent in my mind as I'm planning. I go back and I look at that sticky note and they're actually not that urgent. So instead of clicking through to all of the pop-ups in my brain, they just get transferred to that sticky note. Next, come back to this comment. This is a very, very, very similar to the same idea, but it's in a different application because with the sticky note comments, those all have to do with things outside my work. But as we heard in these um, responses from Instagram, sometimes we also get distracted by like minute things within our work, like going down one specific rabbit hole idea of, of one of our, um, of, of one of the things that we're planning. And then we're totally off base. We're not making any motion. We've kind of got gotten stuck in the weeds. For me, this is like, um, I need to organize my song collection or I need to make a new template or, or something like that. And just to clarify, there are times that I want to kind of go down that rabbit hole of song research or making a new template or color coding things or whatever it is. And that's not a problem. It's just that if I sit down and again, this goes back to the last episode of deciding what would make summer planning a win for me. Um, I've never thought like if all of my fonts are the same, that would make summer planning a win, <laughs> but I feel the pull to go through and organize all of the fonts, right. And make all of the, the colors the same so that I can really, um, be efficient in my planning some other, you know, ambiguous time in the future. So anyway, if I'm sitting down and I know that my win is to map out the year, then that's not the time for me to get stuck in the weeds. So I mentioned before that I do a lot of my planning in Google Docs. So as I'm typing and I feel, my, I feel myself getting pulled into the weeds of a specific idea, I leave myself a comment that says, come back to this. And then I'm going to come back later. And if I pull up the history for one of the documents in the planning binder, I can see the comments that I've made myself, uh, made for myself to myself. And most of them say exactly that come back to this later, or some version of like we could even, or I wonder, or this could pair with, or whatever it is. So leaving a comment to myself about the work is very helpful. That way I am staying in the groove of typing, but my precious, incredible idea is not getting lost. Does that make sense? So the first two strategies I'm calling sticky note savior and come back to this comment. Let's wrap them up in an expectation reframe bow. The first one is the first six minutes. This is another example of something very simple that has been a huge game changer for me. Andrew Huberman mentioned this a long time ago on one of his episodes, and it absolutely changed my experience working on pretty much any project, especially related to work, but also things outside work. So as we sit down to plan in these 30 minutes or whatever it is, it is not realistic to expect our brains to go from zero to hyper-focus productivity mode right away. That's not how focus works. Our brains need about six minutes or so to settle into whatever activity we are doing. So knowing before I ever sit down that I can absolutely expect to feel a little unfocused, a little unsettled, a little distracted, knowing that before I sit down, that means that I am prepared for that transition time. I know it's coming. And so then over a, a period of six ish minutes or so, I can very gently help my brain ease into the task. 
If I can hang on and if I can sit with a brain that feels distracted, I am giving myself such a better chance at a longer area of focus. In that time, though, in those six minutes, that is when I feel the strongest pull to put an Amazon order in, right? Or schedule my dentist appointment or whatever it is. So my question to myself is, can I sit and notice these pop-ups in my brain without clicking through to each one? The first six minutes. Okay, let's keep moving to the next set of uh, things that I have to share. We have one last action and one last expectation reframe. This action I am calling Just Keep Typing. Uh, Lauren Graham is the actress who played Lorelai Gilmore on the show Gilmore Girls, and I read her book, Talking As Fast As I Can, a few years ago, and she talked in that book about her writing process. And again, this was another very simple game changer for me. This is an idea that is not original to her, but she is who I learned it from. And in her book, she goes into a lot more detail about some of these things um, around this strategy. So I definitely recommend that book if you're a fan of her, just in general, or if you want to hear more about her process. So as I type, if I feel like I am stuck in the idea and like my plans aren't good enough, or I don't have any ideas at all, or I feel overwhelmed, or I don't know where to start again, all of those are very common thoughts for me. The important thing is to just keep typing or writing if we are writing. So now, a la Lauren Graham, I work with two pages. One page is the actual document that I'm working on, the actual scope and sequence, concept plan, whatever it is. But another page right next to it says writing escape. And if I'm not working on the actual work document, I am typing literally anything on the writing escape page. And here's an example of what I write. I just pulled up um, an example from the planning binder last year. And this is word for word what I wrote when I was stuck at some point. I wrote, quote, type, 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 type. The plan is to finish the tall rest concept plan. This is only two preparation lessons and three practice lessons. Cut the cake can be the summative assessment. What are some reasons we use cake in our society? Birthday cake could be a first one, a quinceanera, other holidays, retirements. There's something that we're celebrating probably. Celebrate, celebrate, cut the cake. Cut the cake, time to celebrate. Dance, cut the cake, sing, celebrate. End quote in segment. (laughs) And this happens to be a a pretty good example of, of why this works. Because while I was feeling stuck writing that concept plan, I felt so uninspired. I remember this. I felt so uninspired. There were other things that I wanted to be doing instead. Um, I didn't have like a good direction for any of these lesson ideas. And I just kept typing because of Lauren Graham. And I ended up sketching out some ideas for the thing that I was stuck on. And it became what I think is a really cute B section to uh, cut the cake in first grade. It became like an improvisation activity. So this is where I get a little bit dogmatic with myself, especially if I'm on a deadline. I must keep typing. Just keep typing. This is how I avoid getting stuck as I'm working. And there's another thought that pairs well for me in the just keep typing Gilmore Girls thing. And this is the second expectation reframe. It comes from the author Seth Godin, and he says that he that there is uh, no such thing as writer's block. 
Writer's block is when we stare at the page and we are completely stuck. We can't get anything onto the document. Maybe we feel like our mind is blank. Um, We feel like we don't have any ideas. We feel like we don't know where to start or we feel like we're overwhelmed or we feel like we can't make any decisions. Again, I experience this a lot and there's a huge hurdle between us. I'll speak for myself. It feels like there's this huge hurdle between me and the actual planning work. And Seth Godin is suggesting that what we call writer's block is not an event where we don't have anything to write. It's an event where we have fear that anything we do write is going to be bad. It's a fear of not writing the perfect scope and sequence the first try, or the fear of not getting the right songs onto the list, or the fear of not having a good warm-up routine. So I better not write anything at all. But again, continuing with um, Seth Godin's ideas on this, if we are willing to write a poor version of our planning outline first, a, a better version is on its way. It's just when we don't write anything at all. That's when we're actually stuck. So the solution to, even though this seems so counterintuitive, but the solution to feeling stuck or not knowing uh, what decisions to make first or not knowing where to start, the solution to that is just type anything. And this is why I pair it back to the Lauren Graham approach of just keep typing. The documents are going to take shape. Our ideas are going to come. We are going to find the areas that we have holes, but the only way out is through. All right. So those are the three very simple, very concrete things I do pretty much on a daily basis combined with some expectation reframes. We have the sticky note savior thought pops into my head, goes on the sticky note. I have a comeback to this comment where I write a comment about a work thing that I know I want to come back to later so I don't get pulled into the weeds of any of the actual planning work. And then those are paired with the expectation reframe with um, that is um, when I sit down I am sitting down with a brain that needs a little bit of time, a little bit of grace to transition to whatever it is I'm doing. And I don't need to be caught off guard by that transition time. The next strategy is just keep typing where I watch Gilmore Girls instead of working. I'm just kidding. Um, I keep typing even if I don't know where to start. I keep typing if I don't know what to say or if I feel like my songs are not good or if the concepts are not in the best order possible because as the second expectation reframe says, again from Seth Godin, the problem is a struggle with perfection and a fear of producing bad work. It's uh, It's not a struggle of not having anything to type. At the end of the last episode, we talked about the difference between feeling overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed by that feeling of overwhelm. And another way to say that, is it possible for me to tolerate feeling a little bit uncomfortable? Is it possible to practice making imperfect plans as I am on my way to creating better plans? And I just want to reiterate um, that I'm not talking about a mentality that's like, get over it and power through by having more self-discipline, just have more willpower, just force yourself to focus, right? I'm talking about an approach that I hope has some resilience paired with some self-awareness because ultimately we're building a muscle here, right? All right. If any of this resonates with you, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email. Um, You can also find me on Instagram. And then until next time, I am wishing you lots of rest and lots of resilience in your summer planning. All right. Take care.